0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast.
1: Welcome back to this AMI audio live presentation where raisins and chocolate chips get together in a cookie <laughs> and we call it Mm Mm Good.
0: Uh, some of us, yeah. The ones that count. No, 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 no. no, no.
1: Um, That's Ramya Muth and co-host of Kelly and Company. I'm Kelly McDonald, the host of the program, and we're here for the second day of the Braille Conference. And uh, it's really been really great. We've had lots of fun and, and we will continue. Tom Decker will be around a little later on to co-host with us for a couple of segments and hang in. Bill Shackleton will be also back. And uh, we're going to get into a conversation uh, about how these guys get using their iPhones and different ways of playing around and enjoying their Braille. And uh, kind of for Bill, I'm, I'm kind of curious about how this kind of brought him back to having so much access uh, going from a Brailer. To using his iPhone. So we'll yeah. get into that when he's here later on as part of the buzz with Bill.
0: Excellent. And uh, right now, let's talk about another contributor of ours from Kelly and Company, Christina Stoyanova, who's here to talk apps.
1: This is The App Show. Unlocking software secrets for smartphones, tablets, TVs, and more.
0: Christina, thanks for joining us here at the National Braille Conference at the Ontario Science Centre. But you're from... You're coming in from Vancouver.
2: I am sunny Vancouver today. It's beautiful here.
0: Beautiful here. Oh, nice. I think
1: she does that on purpose.
0: Yeah, probably. Oh, you I know, know, it's, right? it's sunny here. <laughs> here.
1: Nice weather, and how are you guys?
0: Every Friday but should the, be sunny.
1: That's okay, because she'll get enough gloom. It's Vancouver. It's coming. Oh,
2: boy. Oh, it's coming for us next week. I think it's uh, due to rain all week, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's just in time for one, Halloween. We'll send Jeff so Ryman your way. so
0: she gets, the, the sun kills.
1: Well, one day a week you is all right, I guess. When we were there, she didn't roll it out for us.
0: <laughs> well, she wasn't in charge. Sorry that about day. that. Um, uh, Christina,
1: <laughs> chocolate chip raisin cookies—you'd be in that, into that, wouldn't you?
2: Uh, I'll
0: take the chocolate chips. I might leave the raisin. Thank raisins. you. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And he left something out, by the way. It was chocolate chip raisin oatmeal. Oatmeal,
1: but we had trouble finding oatmeal.
0: Oh, okay. I'll the leave oatmeal. the oatmeal, oatmeal <laughs> <people disagree>. too.
1: <laughs> oh boy, okay. you're leaving uh, as rummy as she gets a half a point. She's bet. like you. She <laughs> left everything on the table.
0: Yeah, for Kelly. Uh, Christina, some interesting stuff you want to talk about today. Most of Eminem's new Venom music video uh, was shot with the Google Pixel 3.
2: That's right, this is really interesting. Um, it's interesting to me how far we've come with smartphones and their cameras. Uh, when I flash back to the days when I had one of those Motorola flip phones with a camera built into <laughs> it, but the pictures were completely, you know, you couldn't identify what was in them. They were so mm-hmm. awful. And now, you know, we can shoot an entire music video on a smartphone. This eight Pretty minute incredible. video follows. Yeah. It's amazing. This eight-minute video follows Eminem as he raps throughout the uh, Empire State Building in New York. And you can actually see (laughs) several camera operators recording the video with their Pixel 3s on gimbals.
1: Wow, that is amazing to me. And I know people are doing it, like you go to any of these uh, film festivals that are around, especially smaller ones, people who are doing it in their community and registering it. Uh, at a film festival that's that's happening in their their city, and these people are shooting these the same way and have for a, been a, for a couple of years.
2: That's right, and it and they're getting amazing results. I mean, it's M and M. It's not like these budgets are tiny, yep. um, but yet they can still get the same result from uh, just a smartphone. Cool. Well, is it really though? I mean, yes. Well, we're that's what I was going
1: to ask about the cameras. What's it look like, like for you, Christina, being able to see? Like, do you just do you look at it and go, "Oh, wait, was
0: that a smartphone or a? Yeah, is it actually
1: look good or is it because it's shot this way? Like, kind of, where are we going? Is this sustaining?
2: I think it is. um, I I mean, it's a style choice, and people are going to recognize it for its artistic merit. In that, you know, this is we've chosen a style that looks maybe a, a little less polished. Um, but I think a lot of us are getting used to that, especially with the video oh, yeah. that we're seeing on social media.
1: Yeah, which yeah, a lot of it is
2: shot this way.
1: Um, I wondered that when, because it's kind of like when GoPro started, right? People oh were all gosh, yeah. into GoPros, getting one or using it for. But this. it was
0: more about the experience that you were capturing. Yeah, right?
1: put it on this and let it ride to its, you know, conclusion or whatever at the bottom. But we'll get great shots.
2: That's right, and it's similar with these smartphone cameras. I mean, you're in the moment, but you can still capture this amazing footage, which, like I said, back you know, in the 90s when we had our little, little Motorola flip phones, we could have never even dreamed that we'd get here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's unbelievable. Um, health insurance startup, alum. Uh, covers a, a meditation app subscription. I wonder how many of this will uh, of us out there like this idea.
2: I think this is a fantastic idea. This is a health insurance startup out of France, actually, so um, not directly related to us here in Canada. But who knows? Maybe others will follow suit. But they are basically uh, giving their customers the opportunity to get some money back when they subscribe to this particular um, French meditation app. And obviously, meditation has been proven to have a number of benefits for people, and they are taking steps to let people, you know, take preventative measures about their health as opposed to waiting until you know, things go wrong. And I think often that's what insurance companies do is they just wait until they have to treat the symptoms rather than prevent them.
0: Yeah, of course. And we're seeing more and more of this these days where um, we talked about what was it called snooze or something the the medical calm, the meditation app that uh, people uh, the airline was offering for people who are stressed out at the airports uh so it's you know the mental health part of it and the body mind awareness thing and the mindfulness um has become such a real conversation not just amongst people but really amongst like health professionals and uh everyone's kind of taking a stab at it and going okay we'll we'll uh, put an hour you know uh, thumbs up there too
2: that's right. And it is a really great, interesting use of technology. And the nice thing is that these apps are enabling this, um, which is fantastic. And it's so inexpensive. I mean, for this insurance company, when you think about it on the scale of things, it's not going to cost them that much. But they are going to help prevent a number of things um, from happening to to their um,
0: customers. It's awareness. I really like it. Um, the next one, I, I tried to tell people around here that it was a great idea, but people are shaking their heads at it. So you can now automatically measure your caffeine intake with Apple's health app and a smart mug. Why why don't people want to know how much caffeine they're drinking?
2: Yeah, I want to know this too, because for me, if I have too much, I start to talk mile a minute and no one can understand me. <laughs> so if I already a do that, so to- I don't
1: have to worry about it. <laughs> nothing to do with the caffeine
0: (laughs) can we tell the difference on and off the caffeine
1: yeah exactly (laughs) must be the raisins and the cookies
0: (laughs)
2: um so yeah if there's a way for me to put the brakes on the caffeine intake before i've gone too far i am all for it uh but this is really interesting These are temperature-controlled mugs from Ember, is the company, and they actually measure with some sensors how much liquid is in your mug. And as I said, because they're temperature-controlled, you can set different temperature for different types of liquids, and by knowing what the temperature is that you've set, it knows what you're drinking, whether it's, you know, coffee or tea or water. And then it can use that information to pass it on to your Apple health app so that your health app can let you know when you're going too far with the caffeine.
0: Oh, boy.
1: I would never want to know uh, <laughs> because it's just a ridiculous amount every day regardless. And, and, and can That's you imagine? That's what you should know. And can you imagine if it actually could tell that Rummy has had this much chocolate on top of that? Yeah, uh, what if we get a caffeine coffee, otherwise? Coffee, tea.
2: <laughs> Well, this is the thing because it, like I said, it knows what you're drinking. Um, it can calculate the caffeine and no matter what it is that you choose to drink, however you consume your caffeine.
1: Wow,
0: honestly they're doing their best, but uh, people have to get on board, and people in this area, specifically our booth <laughs> we won't worry about that are not interested. Yeah.
1: nope. <laughs> No, it, it's just because, uh, you know, when you know it doesn't interrupt your sleep and you can have a cup of coffee before bed and still oh go and my sleep, gosh. it doesn't matter. You're
0: kidding me right oh, now. Oh, yeah,
1: it doesn't matter. Right, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> he said the same thing. Um, let's move on to dating because, you know, once you find out how much caffeine someone takes, you can figure out how many dates you can work in from there so you, you know, oh, well, you put 12 <laughs> cups a day. We can date every day and go for coffee. Um, Donald Daters, a dating app for Trump supporters, and, of course, you've got to have one of those. So they can stick together. <laughs> um, uh, Leak some of its data out there by by crook or by hook or by mistake or by what, what happened here?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a laugh over this story. First of all, I'm puzzled as to why we need a separate app for people who support Donald Trump. To they even it even it
1: like-minded, Oof. Christina. It's got to
0: be. God. Or no-minded. It's the first topic of conversation. Yep.
2: I mean, I, I just don't understand why this is necessary. What problem is this solving in people's lives? <laughs> oh, I just know. want to know.
1: I, don't
0: I, open that can I, worms. can.
1: I can guarantee it creates some.
2: It does create some, I'm sure of that. <laughs> anyway, but uh, what was really interesting here is that the app on day one was compromised and 1,600 users had already... Um, signed up for the app and all of their information had been stored on a public um, data repository that a security researcher was able to access and download all of their information, their names, profile pictures, their device types, and all of their private messages that they had exchanged, presumably um, talking about how wonderful Donald Trump is.
0: I'm sorry, but does this not sound like they were trolled? Um, well, I mean,
2: yeah. The, like you yeah, lure security. them onto
0: a Donald Dater's dating app, and then leak <laughs> all their information to go. Aha! Here's what you've really said, and here's how much you actually support him. It really does sound like it was all done on purpose.
2: I mean, the app's founder was part of um, the the Trump, you know administration there. She was the uh, former aide to Senator Marco Rubio. Um, Right. So, I mean, let's not speculate on that side of things, but it was just interesting that uh, this... This was obviously not secured properly. And the statement that they released um, said that they are taking immediate steps to engage a cybersecurity firm to pressure test the system to ensure that it was secure against these types of vulnerabilities. And the question I had was, why wouldn't you do that before you launch the app?
1: Hello. Exactly. 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 It's ridiculous. But I guess then if you allegedly are out just looking for like-minded people... Your view is just this, and it's just all in fun. But nowadays, none of this is in fun because security is getting out everywhere, and impressions of whatever you're—you know—if you're a Donald supporter and you're on this kind of an app, yeah, like security's not to a know. joke. You exactly. Know? No, and and it means it's a—it's enough to know somebody wants that data. Christy, yes, and. The-
2: yeah, and the, the scariest part is the private messages because, I, I mean, I think in dating apps, those types of conversations you definitely
0: would oh never gosh. want to publicize. Unbelievable. It's sounding more and more like a terrible practical Let's joke. Let's go
1: binge it's... on coffee while listening wow. to Donald. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome stuff, Christina. Disturbing. Thank Disturbing.
0: You. Thank you, Christina. We'll catch up with you next Friday, and uh, fingers crossed it will be sunny in Vancouver. Fingers crossed here for you guys as well. Thanks very much. Thank
1: you. It's clouding over here.
0: Nah, Christina Stoyanova is our app guru. She joins us on Fridays on Kelly and Company. And
1: we got another one of these Vancouver people coming aboard. Sylvie Fouquet from our uh, Vancouver office joins us. She's going to be discussing today um, Vocalize Fundraiser, and it's called Music Bingo. Excuse me. I thought it was something else I was reading in my ear here. That's coming up next right here on this AMI-audio live presentation for the Braille Conference in Toronto, right here on AMI-audio.
0: This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.